You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. Aloha. All right. Good morning. Non-stop action as usual. <sighs> Let me take a deep breath. <laughs> Sunita was just flying down the, the I-95. <laughs> yeah, yeah I-95. Yep. We are in family's house. <sighs> Just got home. Just got back. Just in time. Yeah, and can I get just in time? Literally, got here at ten thirty. Ran up and started setting up. Putting and, links together. Oh God, yeah. So I apologize that we are a few minutes late as usual, but you know that's us. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Oh, we did it. We did it. We did it. Um, yeah. So saying great interview with Greg Manorina. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, that was. That was that was really fun. That guy's a character. <laughs> character. He's hilarious. You have so, that link I just sent you to his uh uh yeah. I'll share it now. To uh, his Camaro guys. I just checking it out. We talked about it on the show. He's selling a Camaro on eBay. But he said he would take Monero for it. Where is it? Here it I'm is. not a big car guy. I don't know a lot about cars. I mean, this thing looks like it's completely custom. But yeah, if there's somebody out there that's um, look at that, ooh la la. I was considering it, but it looks like it's like way too customized. Like, yeah, I won't. That, that that breaks down. Like he'll you'll Maybe just cry on like, the i ninety five. Retired, <laughs> and you know that's the only thing. I you know, had it in the garage, tinkering with it. It's pretty hilarious. It's pretty cool. It looks like it's super fast. <laughs> I'm very tempted just to just to say I bought it. You know, just to say you bought it. With, Ooh, that'd be pretty cool if you can buy Marina. it. But uh, anybody else, check it out. Put the link in there. Put the link in there. Put, put that link in there. Put that link in I there. I think it's located in Vegas. Maybe we get them to drive it to Monerotopia. <laughs> and uh, somebody could buy it. We could do a live, live auction. OMG. Oh, to the M, to the G. All right. So let's let's move through the intro fast. So we get to uh, sure you don't want to chat a little longer about everything. Uh, Yeah. So I guess if you haven't checked out that interview, please check it out. It's on YouTube um, and on uh, podcast form, like Spotify. Spotify. Has it been removed from Spotify? I don't know. Oh my goodness. (laughs) We'll we'll get into that a little bit, maybe. Um, They're censoring Spotify. I know that's pretty crazy. Yeah, we'll, we'll get. I into feel. That. Yeah, well, we'll get into that in, during the news segment. Yeah. Da, da, da. So other stuff, important things. The event. The event. It's moving along. Um, we've uh, updated. Well, have we updated really the website? Uh, yeah, we did. I think we did. Bring yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think Untraceable posted the new, um, the latest. We've added a lot of speakers. We still have a few more that are need to be added in the next day or so 
We're just finalizing some things. So we're having more and more and more speakers. So definitely get your tickets today if you haven't. Um, and for those that have been uh, the past couple of days, we apologize for the technical difficulties. Um, yeah, the platform. The yeah, pay the payments has not been working kind out of, too well guys we've been really upset about that but it's, it's the now payments plugin that we've been using it was going super smooth for some time but then it was like two weeks ago it stopped working we didn't even realize somebody people started hitting us up saying hey we can't get our tickets the now payments fixed it actually we kind of fixed it yeah we kind of fixed it thank god to, yeah now payments untraceable sort of, really yeah. helped us out we're really happy but about it's weird. that it just like stop working uh we got it work again um by toggling some things on the widget uh and then it just stopped working again like a few days ago so it really sucks because there was a lot of people that came to the website and tried to buy tickets and they weren't able to yeah and thank you um, to those that like reached out to us and told us about it because especially because know. it was after the north American i know Big that was Crime really depressing. conference we, we handed out thousands of cars we spoke to so many and people we're like buy your tickets today and that's when it first went down and they people weren't able to buy um so i don't know guys maybe we're getting sabotaged here maybe we are so oh what we're doing is so anybody that tried to buy during that time uh we'll give you 20 percent off for your troubles uh greatly apologize we just want a bunch of people in that room especially people that are into monero um obviously i think if you're going to monero topia you're into monero yeah so uh <laughs> most important thing is getting people there um so whatever we need to do really sorry 20 percent off well, right. We we sent everybody. Yeah, we sent code. everyone that attempted uh, via the website. Um, the yeah, an, an apology email. We captured, <laughs> I think most of the emails of the people that were trying to check out. Yeah, so. so I know people kept trying. I saw, so that's really really appreciated. They were trying to get those tickets. Um, so now the we're now currently now payments is turned off on there, and we're just using a uh, a native Monero solution. Uh, so far, so good. Built into WooCommerce. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's the more ideal way, actually. But it was nice that we could accept any the way we had it with now payments is we could literally accept any crypto and then it was automatically transferred into Monero and sent off to us in Monero. So if somebody, you know, had some Dogecoin that they wanted to get rid of or whatever it is. Uh, but now we're accepting Monero only, uh, which is great too. We were receiving it as Monero only anyway. Yeah. Um but yeah, checkout is is pretty is pretty seamless with that. So yeah, definitely should be fine as long as you have some Monero, you could buy a ticket to Monero Topia. Hopefully, it's working. Hopefully, it's working. It should be working. We tried like many times yesterday, and it was go it was working. You so. want to show the website real quick? Yeah, is yeah. It, uh, so here yeah. it is, right? Yeah. Um, Did he? Make it go. Yeah, so we just get right into the thick of it, show the speakers right up front. We broke it down into sections, why liberty matters. We have Martha Bueno giving an intro there. Why privacy matters. We have Rachel Rose O'Leary. Um, she's a developer for, uh, what is it called? Dark 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 DeFi. Dark DeFi, I think. Yeah. With Amir Taki. Um, He's old school, famous crypto guy. So she works with him on that. And she's apparently very much into Monero. She has been for quite some time. And she's very well spoken and very much in touch with the ideals of kind of the cypherpunk ethos. 
So she's going to kind of give that 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 speech that reminds everybody of, of why all of this is so important in the first place and what the real mission is. So super excited to have her on board. Um, she will be giving that talk. Then we have the Monero project speakers. So that's where we're going to actually talk about the tech. Um, we have more than those guys. Uh, yeah, we have Francisco, we have Lee, we have Jethro. Uh, we're going to have Justin Bierman there. Uh, Sarang is going to be up on there. So there'll be a few more speakers. Uh, I don't know if I'm leaving anybody off. I think that's pretty much who we have for now in terms of actual like Monero tech section. Um, so Jay Berman and Sarang will be added to that. Is there anybody else I'm missing from that? Um, I think I we're talking think. to others, but those are like kind of the, 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 the confirmed. The confirmed. So, yeah. we'll so we'll add those two as well. Uh, creating a Monero circular economy. So this, you know, we want we want to have a section on that right now. It's just Andreas. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get coin cards to come up and talk about that um they're they're obviously sponsoring the event um they're kind of becoming a, a pivotal utility in creating a monero circular economy making it very usable uh to for to transact with monero in your daily life so it'd be cool to get them to come out come up and talk about monero and maybe what their roadmap is and how they're thinking of uh, where they're thinking of taking things. Um, and maybe we'll add somebody else there, although we're kind of running out of time. <laughs> it's going to um, be a lot of speakers all opting, day. <laughs> opting out with Monero and privacy. So we have Seth for privacy and Henry from TechLore kind of just talking about these general concepts of you know how to opt out, how to use privacy tech to opt out. So that should be super cool. Uh, Monero interoperability in layer two um right now we just have elizabeth up there she's the one that's going to be talking about xmr to eth atomic swaps uh but we have a couple of other potentials that may come maybe ha haven protocol we've been talking to them we'd like to get thor as well um maybe secret network and uh, maybe somebody talking about bitcoin to monero atomic swaps oh and then we also have um uh what's his name avindar uh of what's his Shri Shri yeah. who's going to be talking about layer two on Monero I'm pretty sure he's essentially confirmed I don't know why we don't have him up there so he should be that should be pretty cool kind of talking about lightning network on Monero um what you know the likelihood of that and what that might look like and where we are with that so that's all layer two stuff and then we have Nam that's going to talk about Monero as an investment she's super excited about that she's going to kind of give that that Dr. Daniel Kim like talk of, you know, why Monero and, you know, why ultimately it might be something you should consider not just opting into, but that may actually also, you know, yield more value for you in the future as, as the network grows. Uh, and then we're going to try to do a panel on regulation and policy. We'll see how that works out. We have Ralph. Uh, we had an amazing interview with him on Monero talk uh so he's going to be one of the guys on that panel uh, we're trying to get what's her name from elliptic what's her friend oh uh, Leah. she's like pretty much on board so she'd be cool she's going to kind of talk from the regulatory standpoint she works with or i think she moved from elliptic but she's you know she knows regulation and policy very well um and then maybe we'll get like one or two other speakers on that to to round off that panel everybody's always concerned about you know 
what will happen if they tried to ban Monero? Can they ban Monero? Is Monero truly unstoppable? Do we have to care about regulation in the first place? All that stuff. Uh, and then we have the we after have dark <laughs> section. We, we have one. Had, <laughs> we had two people reach out, uh, but one actually sent us the Monero down payment, the two Monero down payment, and secured a spot, spot as an after dark speaker. So super cool, guys. I mean, yeah. so we're good. Like the speakers yeah, are the all speaker there. Speaker list is really, really. Probably, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> jam-packed uh, originally we were going to start at 10 i think we're going to try to start at 8 a.m uh and we're going to go to 11 p.m just so we have enough time guys to... brace yourself <laughs> <laughs> to a long no, day really plenty, of fun though plenty of espresso flowing all day long yes by gratuitous um, so we'll coffee up. oh then we have keep going down we have a uh, live performance by crypto bear by crypto bear and what's that other oh nikolai um binner which we had an interview a couple of weeks ago um the comedian unfortunately i mean we reached out but unfortunately he's not going to be able to he's make it which is really it's unfortunate but maybe next time but uh yeah that would have been cool if we would have had him um i know but i have this other group what's their name oh the free DJ dots. said the free, the free dots. dots. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So they said they're they down said too. yes. Yeah, 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 that's right. And I think they're tied in with Crypto Bear somehow. I've listened to I'd say play their music. Maybe I'll try to send it to you right now. Um as we're talking. It's gonna take it time to um they have some they have some good uh cypherpunk related <laughs> tunes. Can't believe they said yes. I I met I so didn't even know they more. existed to the other night. The other night I did a uh a space, a Twitter space. Twitter space and they were on there and those guys are awesome and I think they're gonna they're gonna join as well some of them cool. I think are, are Miami based or Florida based so that's pretty awesome I think we're covered yeah I think we are and then uh yeah vendors obviously we're gonna have gratuitous coffee sport rooms and uh art. selling his art pieces and then no yeah the minor you want to talk about the minor we, oh, we got yeah yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on now, hold on guys it's really pretty actually so we actually ordered a miner from my custom tech. On, on wait, air. can you see it? Hold on. I got to yeah. zoom in. Oh, wait, wrong one. Ah. Look at that. It's really pretty. Yeah, please don't we destroy have, it. Did not plug it in yet. We literally just got it. And again, like we've said, we've been on the go nonstop, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, we so. just got it. But that's from Mike Custom Tech. I paid Monero for it. He fixed it all up, shipped it, installed everything I need. It's basically going to kind of be a plug and play. Uh, and we will be mining away on that, which is great. It's a little cold here. We need a little space heater. <laughs> it um, is freezing here. But he's going to be there and he's going to be, you know, he'll have a sample miner there uh, and he'll be selling them on the, you could order them on the spot. I think he's going to be selling the de-googled phones as well. And we'll be rounding up some more vendors. Anybody else that wants, that knows anybody or wants yeah. to come vend themselves. I mean, sell yeah, we tried to get Monero. Come on down. Hit us yeah. up. We won't charge you for a space or anything. Just, you know. Want you to it's have Monerotopia, a... guys. Come on. It's Monerotopia. So, yeah. So, uh, if you haven't bought your tickets yet. Buy your tickets today. It's going to be exciting, and we're looking forward to our first conference. Yeah, the, the content. Will be, <laughs> I'm pretty psyched about the content. Now we just need the crowd. We just need the crowd. So come on through, guys. Uh -oh. Um. So yeah, buy your tickets today. And oh yeah, obviously we already know media and press partners, Tech Lore and Opt Out. They're going to be there yes. covering the conference. 
Maybe we'll try to get like one other media sponsor, one or two of those. Just be cool to help get the word out. And obviously our our awesome and wonderful sponsors, Cake Wallet, Coin Cards, and IVPN. We're really It's all um, coming together. It's all coming together. And again, yeah, last but not least, we finally changed our email address because I know people were complaining yeah. that we were Gmail. <laughs> it was embarrassing. But please, yeah. I mean, there's really, you know, there are reasons. We yeah. Were, we were it was just, they make it. it so easy. <laughs> well, you had all so many. Yeah, from years ago. So it was tough Plus trying to Google move over. Drive on yeah. there. But uh, we've moved on and we're trying, we're slowly moving on. <laughs> so now we're using C Templar. So when, you know, don't be afraid if uh, we reach out to you via this email <laughs> it's us yeah it's somebody's not a asking the, the tech specs for the miner so it's a ryzen 59050 um then it's got some b5550 mini motherboard 16 gigabytes of ram i got a four terabyte hard drive oh nice so we're also going to use it to do all our video editing and save all our all our uh, content on there. Um, but yeah, it's the Ryzen ones. So I don't yeah, know. I'm excited. It should be cool. We'll see how much yeah. Monero we can mine. And that's got a liquid cool thing in there. Hopefully it works. Hopefully, I'm sure it, <laughs> I'm sure it will. <laughs> but it's like just really pretty and small, compact. I yeah. expect something a little bulkier. Wait, so. so yeah, I guess uh, that's really it. Um, oh, well, actually, uh, in regards to, uh, we actually have a, a hotel link, which we'll be posting in the show notes regarding uh, Mineratopia. Um, we met. Uh, oh, somebody's asking how much are oh. the miners? Um, around like 2K. Zoner. I mean, I got a bunch of extra terabytes there, so I paid more. Um, but yeah, Mike, Mike will work it out with you. And like I said, if, especially if you're not super techie, which we obviously are not. Part of it is he, you know, makes it super user friendly, and then like he's also somebody that you can hit up, and after you receive your miner, it'll help make sure it all works. He downloaded all the the mining software onto it and everything, so it should be. Oh, and he even set it up so we could do the the P two pool, which is a little hard to get going yourself. So that's all set up and ready to go, so I can mine in the best way possible. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, well, no, I was just talking about the hotels. Oh. Yeah, because I know you wanted to mention the hotels. Yeah. But uh, we'll be posting those in uh, the show notes. We met someone in Miami that's, uh, I guess, reserved a block of rooms and has given us like a decent rate. But which it's um, the same people that gave us the venue. Yeah, which the same owner. Yeah, they same own the owner venue as well. So uh, we'll be posting those in the show notes for those that haven't gotten a hotel yet. Um. Yeah. The hotels are super expensive in general. Yeah, they are. They're not really that cheap. Um, but hey, this is but this is better than nothing. I mean, check it out if you haven't gotten a hotel, or I mean, if you find a cheaper one, that's even better. But um, that's just an option for those. Yeah, we're throwing three options out there. We're going to be staying at the place literally right across from the venue. Trade winds. So if you guys want to stay there and hang out with us there, yeah, we'll be there for the majority of the time. Well, the entire time actually. Um, and then. There are two other hotels. Um, but again, yeah, we'll post it in the show notes and you guys can check the links out and reserve a hotel if you haven't. And uh, yeah, buy a ticket today if you haven't yet. <laughs> um, and I guess, yeah, with that being said, I guess if you don't have anything else to discuss, we can move on. 
to the prize report. I think that's it. Most important thing, <laughs> if you don't have your Monero ticket yet, Monero Topia ticket, get it. Uh, get your hotels because those are going to start filling. I mean, they're already filling up. Like you need to say, we'll post those links. Um, and help us spread Monero Topia, guys. Let's get a good crowd down there. Just get the word out. Help us get the word out. Yeah. And again, like, I mean, we're going to be posting a, a, a Reddit post uh, regarding like volunteers and all the things that we talked about uh, last week. Um, yeah. Anybody keep reaching out to us. Reaching out if you want to help, help us in, us in any way, way to, you know, any social media you with, yeah, at the conference itself or whatever, whatever your forte is and you have a little time to spare. We really would appreciate any help we can get. So um, reach out to us at, um, yeah, Monerotopia at ctemplar.com. Right? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Let's keep moving. All righty. Let's uh, move on to the price report. The Monerotopia price report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat peer to peer. All right. So we have uh, a new person. Um, uh, let's call this. Body, body anarchist, anarchist yeah. Which... Uh, Reddit name because uh, a fungible couldn't do it today, and this person reached out, and we were excited to have him on. So, hello, hello, Anthony. Hey, How do you yeah, do? He's, he's kind of famous. He's kind of famous in the on the map. <laughs> hey guys, how are y'all doing? Good, good. good. How are you? Thank you so um, much for jumping on. We really appreciate your time and efforts. Yeah, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, did I hear you correctly? You did an interview with Gregory Manorino recently? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We posted it yesterday. Yep. Ah, oh, man, that's awesome. I'm going to have to watch that. I uh, A lot of the analysis, or at least some of the analysis I'm going to show you guys is uh, definitely inspired by Greg. He turned me on to understanding that what's driving the markets is the debt market. And so uh, we're going to look a little bit at that today. Um, let's see. I'm looking at my screen here, and it looks kind of, uh, looks kind of weird. Is, are you all seeing that too? Uh, what do you mean weird? We see all your charts. <laughs> um, on my phone here, I'm getting, so I'm on two links. I'm on my phone for voice, but on my uh, desktop for charts. And I'm seeing like some weird green rectangle and it's all fuzzy on the right. But are y'all seeing it okay? Um, I think we are. Yeah, it looks okay. crystal clear. Okay, cool. Power in end. that case, uh, in that case, we'll jump right into it. Um, oh, you know, when is, when is Monerotopia? I'm, I'm going to be in the States uh, here pretty oh, cool. soon. So maybe I'll stop by. Yeah, April, April 7th in 7th. Miami. Oh, okay. Oh, hell, I, that's that's exactly where I'm going. Uh, going to uh, Fort Lauderdale to get my pilot's license, actually. Oh, nice. So yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. You have you to have come, to come. You, you have to come. come. I'm uh, I'm so tired of the airlines. It's like I I've, I've got to get out of that trap. <laughs> awesome. Man. All right. Yeah. So, so that would be great. We can meet you in person. Okay. So um, this chart should be familiar to everyone. It's the Monero chart. And the first thing that I want to um, really get at is that. Uh, there markets don't exist in a vacuum. Monero exists in a broader market. And um, so the first thing I, I really want to do is show you guys this correlation analysis. Uh, and this is Monero correlated to the NASDAQ. Um, so you can see that uh, essentially it varies between positive one and negative one. When you're at a positive one, that means you're 100% positively correlated. And then at the bottom here, it means you're negatively correlated. What you can see is that Monero exists for very long periods of time. is actually being correlated to the NASDAQ. And that's not too surprising because if we were to look at the total crypto market cap, we see the same thing. Um, so in general, Monero's price is correlated to the price of all, all other cryptos, which is, I think, unsurprising. Um, so with that said, the first thing that I really want to look at is, um, uh, is the traditional markets. Uh, starting with, how about we just start with gold? Because everyone, you know, everyone's a gold fan here. 
this is the monthly chart on gold. And you can see, um, you know, back here is, is the 70s when they demonetized it, um, or I shouldn't say demonetized it, but when they, they severed the, the gold standard and we had this massive bull run. Well, what we're looking at now since um, really 2000 is gold is in this very large bull run. Um, we're, we've had this very long, you know, basically a decade, decade long pullback, but there's this nice ascending triangle. And it certainly looks like sometime here, maybe it could take as long as 2025. I certainly hope not. But it looks like gold is eventually gonna is gonna break up here, like this uh, this blue line is showing. Um, another thing that maybe I would point out here with the gold market is that uh, you know you can see that we had this nice uh, support here. We broke it down, and then we kind of we're sort of flirting with this line again. And I point that out. It'll, it'll be relevant later because Monero is kind of doing something similar. And I do think that the price action of gold and Monero are actually somewhat similar in the sense of, of some of the suppression going on. Um, but before we get there. Here's the NASDAQ from 1986 uh, all the way to present. And you can see it's it's basically existed in this nice channel for a really long time, apart from tech stocks when they had their big pump and dump. Um, so, uh, you know, and again, remembering that Monero's price and that crypto's price is generally correlated to risk on assets, which is what the NASDAQ is. It's a risk on asset. You can see that essentially we had this really nice, uh, you know, so there's the COVID crash right there. And then since then, we've had this nice ascending wedge channel that we've been in. Usually when these channels break down, that's that's not a good sign for long-term price. Usually it means that a, a larger washout needs to happen. Um, so right now, um, we have broken down out of this channel, but the NASDAQ likes to move slowly. Um, I, I'm pretty much with Greg in, in the sense he says, listen, the debt market still looks fine. It still looks like risk on. I would expect that we would try and maybe challenge the bottom side of this line again before maybe having a larger pullback uh, later on this year. Um, but uh, here's something I want to show you that I think is is really interesting. Uh, this is the debt market. This is a long-term view of the debt market on the top. The green is the Dixie, so that's the dollar, and then the white is the Nasdaq as well. We'll, we'll get to the bottom part later, but. The, the top part here is, is the part that's interesting. So the blue line is if you took all of the yields for all of the bonds, so the two-year, five-year, 10-year, and 30-year, uh, and you just average them together. And you can see that essentially rates keep going down. This is essentially the price of money, right? It's like you always want a lower rate for when you're taking a loan for a car or for a house. You can see that we've got this uh, consistently dropping rates, uh, and this has permitted the current monetary paradigm to continue for a long time. The yellow line is an even more interesting line. If you listen to Greg, you'll hear him talk about the yield curve from time to time, and that's what this yellow line represents. It's the spread between the different yield rates, so the two-year, the five-year, the 10-year, the 30-year. The higher that we get, this is basically a normal, like right here, this would be a normal yield curve where you've got a large spread between all the different yields. When you see it get to zero, that means that there's almost no difference or sometimes a negative difference between the shorter term and the longer term yields, which is weird because you expect that shorter term interest rates should be lower than higher term interest rates. Because if you're going to lock your money up for longer, you're going to expect a higher interest rate. So what you can see here is that um, essentially they've got, they still have room to push these overall yields rates down to zero before like this whole system collapses. So I'm not a collapsitarian. I don't even want that to happen, to be honest. I'd love to have us relatively smoothly transition to something more like a crypto economy. Um, but anyways, what I'm seeing here and what Greg is seeing is that things look fairly stable. We're not seeing a massive spike. What you'll notice is that um, when the yield curve corrects back to normal, that's when we tend to get these stock market crashes, right? You see this, this yield curve correct to normal stock market crash. 
So we're not really seeing anything right now that's that's super concerning in the debt market that has us thinking, hey, the big one is is right here around the corner. So I just switched to the daily time frame um, just to make this a little bit easier for everyone to see. If I can move my chart around a little bit. So again, the white line is the NASDAQ. The green line is the Dixie. You can see, okay, yields have been spiking a little bit, and this is probably the reason why we've had a pullback in the stock market and the crypto market. And one thing we need to understand is that crypto trades a lot like a leveraged tech stock at this point, for, for the most part. But you can see that the yield curve is still continuing its downward trajectory, and that gives them room to keep pushing markets up. And you can see that they still have room to push that down. So this is kind of an overall larger picture reason why I think that we're not quite here at the big one yet. I think that crypto prices... Um, and particularly Monero, I think that we essentially have one more um, one more rebound. So we're looking at the total crypto market cap right now, and this is on a weekly time frame. Um, and you can see there's this really uh, this interesting line that that started actually, you know, this is the bull market line from 2015, 20, 2015, 2017. You can notice um, we basically held that line, we retook it for the bull market, and then we just broke this line down in the last few weeks. That's That's a pretty important line to me. Um, you know, the, the fact that this has been relevant for the past six years now, seven years almost, um, that's that's really important. Um, and then you can see I've got this other line here that I, I, I drew on the bottom side. So, um, you know, it, it's important to understand that really the crypto market is showing weakness right now. We we weren't able to get that 100K Bitcoin um, like everyone was, was expecting. Let me see if I can find my Bitcoin chart. Uh I don't know why it resets my chart sometimes, but it does. That's proprietary stuff, so pretend that you didn't see that. <laughs> uh, okay, here's the Bitcoin chart, uh, and I know we're I know it's we're, we're we're talking about Monero here, so I apologize for not quite being on Monero just yet. But I'm just trying. I want you guys to have a, a macro understanding of where we're at before we really uh, get into the Monero price. Okay, so you can see that I've got two lines here drawn. This this smaller dash line. This was the Bitcoin. Um, uptrend line for the bull market. And you can see in the crash that happened in May, we basically got below that line. We, again, we tried to retake that line. We couldn't. And now we're essentially, we've, we've had a long-term uh, washout. Uh, and then, so I've got this other line here, this, this other white line, which is sort of like, I love to draw lines in two ways. I want to give myself the steepest line I can. And then I want to give myself the most shallow line I can, because lines are not you don't want to draw one line on one time frame because everyone's looking at different stuff. Everyone thinks different stuff is important. And so you need to draw multiple lines um, to, to get a feel for when you're in the zone of resistance or support. Uh, it's usually not a hard line. Um, the other thing that we're going to look at here is that this 41,000 level that we just got above uh, in the past couple of days, this has been a really important level for us, like for the entire bull market. That was our, our first major pullback. We, uh, we had to retake that line after the summer lull, and, uh, and now we, we broke that down. That's, uh, that's, that's not so great. Again, that, that's weakness. But the markets do look like they're ready for a technical bounce. The markets do look like they're ready to maybe you know, tr try and make their way up here. I don't think that we're going to take this level again. I think that's very unlikely for that to happen. Um, so, okay, I think we've maybe have rattled on enough about, uh, about the traditional markets and, and about Bitcoin. So let's talk about Monero. Um, there's that correlation that we were talking about. Um, this is one that's uh, this is one that I really like. This is the XMR BTC chart, and uh, you've got this nice, uh, this obvious wedge that you can see here. Um, and it looks, you know, it's like we we broke it down and we came back in, and it looks like we broke it down again. And like normally when you break something down like this, you really expect to crash. But the fact that we're not crashing is kind of like 
Is this really where price wants to go? It's, it's hard for me to believe that. Now, this fractal right here, this blue line, is something that uh, one of the other Reddit guys pointed out. And um, fractals are extremely dubious, so you have to be really careful. Uh, so this blue line is essentially if you came back here and you took all of this price action from Monero's early price history, and then you just overlaid it right there. Right? That's what that blue line is. And it was crazy how well uh, that we were following that same pattern until the last the last couple weeks and sadly we, we've diverged from it um i guess there's still probably time for us to maybe retake that um but i am kind of bummed i was hoping that we would see that you know I, I'm, I'm holding out hope for maybe we can at least come to the top of this triangle and then do that ultimately i, I think that it's atomic swaps that are going to have to be the thing that um that really pull the liquidity and the trading liquidity off of the exchanges and onto a decentralized place. This is an important concept. I think that when you, the, the exchange that wants to set the price, you can only do that if you're the exchange with the most volume or a set of exchanges colluding together that have the most volume. Because ultimately, if you want price to go somewhere else, but you don't have the volume to get it there, if you, right? If you don't have all the trading volume, then you're gonna run out of liquidity first and you're gonna end up having to peg your price um, or the arbitrators are going to come in and force your price towards the exchange with the most volume. So ultimately, we need atomic swaps to, to take volume off of these exchanges. And it's the only way that we're going to get a fair price. Because right now, I just don't believe that we're at a fair price. All of the things that I look at, they, they just don't look right. Things just look odd uh, when I compare it to, um, you know, to all of the other crypto charts. Um, let me see. I'll, I'll show you guys a few other things here that, uh, that I keep track of. Uh, so this is the Monero divergence chart here. Uh, let's look at it on a shorter time frame. Essentially, this is the highest price of all the different exchanges. And you can see at the top, I have a little legend. So Kraken is white, Binance is red, Bitfinex green, Poloniex blue, um, KuCoin yellow, and Guava is purple. And um, so it's just, it's nice to see occasionally when you get these little spikes. One thing, it, just, I don't want to say anecdotally, that's not the right word, but, uh, you know, one thing I've noticed is that if you get a spike like this yellow spike up here, um, which would have been from uh, KuCoin, uh, if you get this spike at, after a, a run-up, usually that kind of indicates a top, but right now, like, we have this spike, and we're, we're kind of at, at the bottom. I guess it's a little bit of a run-up, but a spike like that would indicate to me that we probably have some near-term upside. You can see that happen here. Um, you can see it happen in a few other places. Uh, down here, that's Kraken. Um, so again, this is the highest price for the time period that we're looking at. Uh, so that's one thing I keep track of, um, you know, maybe for people out there that, that like to uh, take a look at price daily. Another thing that I look at is I want to see the, the difference between Kraken versus all of the other exchanges, because I think it's widely mm, suspected that most of these exchanges are fractionally reserved Monero, but that we hope that Kraken is honest. They seem to be the most likely to be honest. Um, and so uh, essentially this is Kraken's price divided by all of the other exchanges. That's what this white line is here. If you took all of the other exchanges, took their average price and then did essentially Kraken, it's the percent difference between um, Kraken's price and uh, all of the other prices. And then the individual colors, that's, um, uh, that's the individual exchanges, whereas the white line is sort of the aggregate. And uh, this is a, so what we're doing is we're taking a moving average here because if we, if we look at this without a moving average, it just looks like noise. Um, there we go. Yeah, so it just looks like noise because their prices oscillate, you know, as being higher or lower than Kraken's, you know, very, very quickly. 
Um, so what you have to do to see the aggregate action of what's happening is you need to take the moving average. Um, and when you do that, you can see that, um, like here's a good example to give you some orientation. Um, this right here is the May crash when everyone else's prices diverged from Kraken simultaneously. And you can see that on the right there, uh, on, and this is on average, this wasn't even the maximum. On average for a period of uh, a week there, Kraken's price was um, significantly higher uh, than everyone else's. Um, and, and again, like I said, this is a moving average. So, uh, and then up here, you can see Binance's price in red. That was, they were significantly higher than, than or sorry, significantly lower than everyone else. Kraken was significantly higher. Um, so it's just something interesting to look at. Anecdotally, one thing that I've noticed is that as this line comes back to, to zero, like it can get negative, but once it starts coming back to zero, it seems like uh, Monero's price tends to go up once once this line has positive uh, curvature. So there's just some interesting stuff to think about. This is the XMRZ uh, Zcash price. I take a look at this right before I go to the gym so I can have some motivation, some anger to, to work out. <laughs> um but I think that's that's pretty much it. Um, I'm looking overall. I'm looking for the entire markets to take a bounce here going into the close of Q1, um, and uh, Monero should go with it. Hopefully, uh, we get some we get some nice action. Oh wait, you know I, one thing we didn't look at was the Monero US dollar price, and uh, so Monero US dollar has this nice ascending triangle as well, just like just like the gold price does. Uh, I don't like this right here. I don't like this breakdown that we just did. That's, that's concerning to me. Um, but you know, with markets that have a reason to be suppressed, like I think we all kind of suspect that the gold price is suppressed and, you know, and one of the, one of the things that I think they do with the gold price, it's not so much that they're doing these crazy naked shorts. I mean, they are, I think they are, but they have the money printer. They can send money, new printed money, wherever they want. And everyone knows they're going to send it to the stock market. They're going to send it to anything but gold um, because they don't want people in gold. They don't want you sovereignly owning a bearer asset. They don't want you sovereignly owning a digital bearer asset, which is what Monero is. So they'll put newly printed money to everything else except for gold. And so it naturally creates a psychological phenomenon that drives people to, to other assets to try and get yield. And that's definitely a factor that's happened with Monero uh, through this bull market. So, uh, you know, I see Tether as kind of being that printer uh, for, for the crypto markets. There's only so far that they can do that. Like the United States government, the Fed, they've got an unlimited ability to print the currency that everybody accepts. Well, Tether only has so much room that they can print so much. They run up against economic realities at some point. So it's not unlimited, um, just like their ability to sell fake Monero is not unlimited. At some point, they run out of liquidity and they have to go find it somewhere. And my guess is that's what they're doing. They're, they're probably selling Monero, they're selling it. And then when we see these price spikes, I don't think it was any accident that Huawei shut down their withdrawals in December. And uh, we saw Monero diverge from the, the rest of the market. Right. This was uh, this was December and this was the Monero price jump. And the, the rest of the market didn't do this. The rest of the market was was crashing. I don't think it's any accident that Huawei shut down withdrawals and then Monero price spiked. I bet you that they had to go find some liquidity to meet their withdrawals. And then once they did. Right. This is right around where Huawei reopened. And once they found their liquidity, they were able to force price down. So I think they will be able to continue to play these games until we get um, uh, a decentralized marketplace with Haveno, um, Atomic Swaps, Thorchain, you know, which, whichever, whichever one is, is the one that takes the volume. Maybe it's a, it's a combination of all of them. Um, oh, and there's one more little thing I want to turn you guys on, uh, an idea. This is, this is a little bit proprietary, 
but it's an idea that I want to show you guys. Everyone argues about which moving average is the right moving average to use. Everyone has their, their pet moving average. I say um, overlay all of them at the same time. Like, then you'll know which moving averages are all clustered together. Like, one thing that's interesting is you can see how this band of moving averages all clustered together and that moving averages act like sort of a magnet for price. They tend to draw price towards them. And you'll notice that once we got too far away from that moving average, we got drawn right back into this cluster. And it was, uh, it was a relevant location until we broke it down. And then people like, oh, crap, I guess we're going to fall further. And now we're kind of being drawn back to that cluster. So um, it's an interesting idea for those of you out there that, uh, you know, that like to do your own analysis. Uh, it's slightly proprietary, but I don't mind sharing it with my Monero homies. So uh, yeah, that's, that's basically where I'm, where I'm looking at price. Oh, you know, a couple more things. Um, I am, so even though we are, I do expect this, we're going to have a bounce here for the whole crypto markets going into the end of Q1, you know, maybe something like this. I do expect Bitcoin has to get back below 20K. 20K will be on the table until the Mt. Gox coins get cleared. There's 141,000 Mt. Gox coins out there. And the thing is that uh, that is going to weigh on price. The whales know about it. Uh, and let me show you what happened the last time that Mt. Gox sold 25,000 coins. This is the uh, this is the 2018 bear market. Um, Mt. Gox started selling 25,000 coins in February. So right here's right here's February. They started selling coins in February of 2018, and they didn't stop until September of 2018. So they were selling 25,000 bitcoins all the way through this. So it's very likely that these pumps, Mt. Gox, was selling these pumps. Now imagine that you have 145,000 coins from, from seven or eight years of forced hodl. And these people, from the informal Reddit polls I've done, it looks like 40 to 50% of those coins are going to get sold to cash. Um, maybe it'll be less if price is lower because people, you know, maybe they're more likely to hodl or maybe they're more likely to dump. I don't know. But we do know it's significantly negative on price. The other thing is that this is the GBTC premium. Um, so a long time ago, like 2015, uh, Grayscale, put a product onto the stock market, onto the NASDAQ, uh, which is tech stocks, where they said, okay, we'll accept money from institutional investors. We're going to use that money to buy Bitcoin. And then we're going to issue you stock, an ETF on, on the NASDAQ that you can then trade that on the NASDAQ. So what happens is that the price at which GBTC is traded on the NASDAQ has divergence from the net asset value of the funds held in the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. So right now, the stock price of GBTC is trading at minus 27% to the value of the, of the Bitcoin, at least the nominal spot price value of the Bitcoin held in the Grayscale Trust. And you can see that since essentially February of last year, this has been getting progressively more negative. So the problem is that this really, this really contradicts the notion of institutional FOMO. We're not seeing corporations add Bitcoin to their balance sheets. And I think it's because they know something that most people don't. I think they know that Bitcoin has these negative pressures. And I think that the corporations that do want to buy Bitcoin, they're going to wait for 20,000. They're going to wait for a big washout. Now, if if the markets, um, like if the Gox coin get released and they've had plenty of time to sell and we don't go below 20,000 and the stock market is looking good and risk is on and everything looks green to go, then, then maybe we don't need to go to 20,000. That's possible. But I want to see this Gox coin washed out. Uh, first, before we, you know, before 20,000 comes off the table, those Gox coins have to have to get back onto the market. Uh, and then, you know, and then after that, then we can talk. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's that's where I see price over the short and long term. Uh, you guys have any questions? 
Oh, I mean, uh, I guess slightly depressing for those that uh, were hoping for, you know, a continuation of the bull run here. But uh, I, I obviously see it as an opportunity to just accumulate more as we uh, continue to stay in this realm here. Um, now, you're saying that you kind of see hope for Monero versus Bitcoin in price, the XMR BTC ratio. But at the same time, you see us kind of taking a, the whole market moving a leg down so uh would that kind that would kind of be a unique scenario right where bitcoin is going down the entire market's going down but monero would potentially climb against bitcoin yeah that's that's i mean i do hold out hope for that specifically because of the atomic swaps implementation coming out and because i believe that Monero's price has been significantly suppressed by selling fake claims um I think that it's clear that the market is starting to become more aware of it. The general population, crypto noobs, they're, they're starting to become aware of Monero. And, um, you know, it, it, it's very possible that with atomic swaps um, and a decentralized marketplace, we could see something like this blue line happen. Maybe it could take a little bit longer for this to play out. Maybe it, maybe it takes until, you know, the end of the year for us to actually have a significant breakout. But Monero is probably one of the only coins I'm comfortable with, ho uh, with hodling for the rest of the year because I see these negative pressures on the rest of crypto. Um, but Monero has the potential to break out just because of its fundamental factors. It could very well be that Monero, like maybe we just kind of hold our price. Maybe we kind of do this, um, you know, so we, we range between uh, 100, maybe $100 and, uh, and $500 here, whereas the rest of the market could drop. So if Monero holds steady and Bitcoin Oops. And Bitcoin goes back to 20K. It is possible that we could see a Monero BTC breakout like this. And the thing is, with these kinds of um, imbalances in the market, it's probably the case that we don't really know when that breakout is, is going to, like when that suppression is going to end, when that breakout is going to happen. It could potentially happen from one big player saying, hey, I want to get into Monero now. I want to buy $50 million of Monero or something like that. And, and that kind of thing can happen. So, Monero is probably the only coin that I am comfortable with holding, um, uh, even even if we do wash out more. Awesome, man. Yeah, I I certainly am not taking the risk of trying to trade my Monero with the hope of accumulating more. Uh, as tempting as it is, uh, I just hold and acquire more and spend as needed. Um, thank you so much, man. Uh, that was really, really some really great insights. I like that we kind of got a different take on the market. Uh, from a then opposed to a fungible, which we, we love having a fungible on. Hopefully he'll, he'll continue to come on, but it's, it's nice to get a kind of a different perspective there. So great. Yeah. Day. I like a fungible. He does. Uh, he has good comments on the reddits. Yes. Yes. Uh, please come, come on again anytime. And would love to see you down in Monerotopia. You don't, you don't have to reveal your identity down there if you don't want to, but <laughs> I'll wear a dread pirate Robert's mask or something. Oh, okay. Well, I'm there sure, you go. I'm now sure you won't know. be the only, only one wearing one. So you'll, you'll right in. <laughs> All right. I guess let's move on. Uh, to the guest segment. Thank you again. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. We appreciate your yeah, time. Feel and... free to stick around, but yes, uh, please do. move it on. With yeah. I'll be here for the rest of the stream. All right. Awesome. Thank you, man. The Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. All right, righty. Thank you, Hi. Cake Wallet, and uh, you know I, another thank you to local local Monero uh, for continuing to sponsor our price segment. 
Uh, I made a comment on Twitter today. They just keep putting out great, you know, in addition to what they offer in terms of being a peer-to-peer exchange, they uh, have this knowledge section of their website where they post, you know, every couple of weeks, they post an article, very detailed article about some aspect of Monero. And it's really cool that they're doing that. It's become a great resource for learning about Monero, uh, the knowledge uh, section of local Monero. So check that out. So yeah, thank you. And thank you to Cake Wallet. Yeah. And thank you to Cake Wallet, <laughs> of course. Go to Monero.com to download uh, your only Monero wallet. This guest segment would not be possible nope. but for this show Cake Wallet. And Monero so- talk to. So yes, we appreciate yes. Cake Wallet. But yeah, thank you, Jacob. Jacob. Hello. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> uh, you're muted. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. unmute you. There you go. Hey, you're oh, good. Perfect. Going? Not too bad. How are you? Good, good. Good, man. Thank you for jumping on. We appreciate it. I, w- I want to see yeah, of course. QR codes work behind you. I'm trying to. Ah, really, bro? Phone, they up. do. They do? La- last time I checked, yeah. Let me see yeah, they... I don't have my phone. Bigger. Oh, yep. I got one. What, what do we got here? What is this? Uh, oh, this one is of your, to your Telegram. Okay. Tel- Telegram and uh, cool. Twitter for as long as that lasts. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. We may have to take your uh, QR code idea. We might do yeah, that. Yeah, that's actually. Yeah, yeah definitely. Creative and- yeah, I just got this uh, huge tapestry. You know, I thought it looked a little bit more professional, you know, trying to step up the game, you know, improve as time goes on. So, <laughs> but yeah, had to make sure and get get the Monero in there. The Monero you know? there, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So you need a Monero tip address on there, man. I do. I do. That's that's actually going to be uh, the the next step. Uh, Now that I've done this, this was kind of a bit of a trial run. So I was going to uh, see how it worked out. And I've already got plans for the the next better one. So cool. Awesome. Uh, So I was on your show. I don't remember anymore. I know we we talked. I was on your show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And now you're on Monerotopia. So you want to quickly introduce yourself for you know, to the community. For those that don't know who you are. Yeah, of course. Uh, so my name is Jacob Johnson. I host a podcast called Rise to Liberty. Um, the The whole point behind it is uh, honestly just having conversations with people. It's adding to uh, to the community of uh, trying to spread freedom of speech. You know. Uh, I, I had a conversation recently with uh, uh, a friend of mine, Justin O'Donnell, and uh, he 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 also hosts a show. But he was saying, you know, podcasting is an activism, and it's like, well, yeah, that's true. But you know, we can uh, try and move the Overton window a little bit by having a conglomerate of conversations, and I'm just adding to that. Uh, really, the, the the point of my show is everyone has a different view of liberty, what it means to them. And uh, I try to have everyone come on and explain uh, what it means to them, why it's important. We also have difficult conversations about uh, topics that uh, people like to sweep under the rug. A, a lot of that comes with privacy. Um, I, I absolutely love Monero, so I try to push that talk with people, try to get people into it, and uh, really spread the uh, message of uh, actual uh actual currency you know so yeah, yeah. that's uh, yeah. that's what i do yeah uh, um so what do you think man how, how are you feeling about things these days in terms of uh liberty and uh the 
temperament of <laughs> where we're at uh, with with governments and people responding to their seemingly growing totalitarianism. What's your what's your kind of overall take? So like? ultimately, I'm I'm definitely white pilled. Um, you know, I, I definitely have a lot of hope for the future. Um, you know, we, we see things like the Canadian truckers, you know, that, that, that's a massive uprising, especially for Canadians. Um, Canadians don't typically do things like this. So that, that's a massive white pill. Um, there, there is a lot of, uh, kicking and screaming from tyrants and, uh, they're making the sounds of a dying animal. Ultimately, uh, Liberty will win out. Um, however, that's not to say that we don't have some, uh, very difficult times ahead. So ultimately in the long run, uh, Liberty is the way to go and it, it will win out. Um, right now it, it, it could be very easy to, uh, be pessimistic about that though. Yeah. I thought an interesting thing with the, with the truckers, I'm sure you saw was that their GoFundMe was taken down. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's like nine million dollars in funds that were raised for them, and uh, GoFundMe was going to actually take all that money and donate it to what they considered to be credible charities. And it's like, are are you kidding me? Credible charities? You're going to decide what to do with my donation? And so they had to quickly turn around and say, no, 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 we'll we'll refund it. We'll refund it. That's so. I didn't even hear that part. That is just unbelievable. So do you, yeah. do you think we get to the point where, you know, people are using Monero instead of things like GoFundMe or they're using some Monero version of it uh, and we have unstoppable GoFundMes or is that right around the corner? Is that going to take some time? What's, what's I, your take on that? I, I definitely see it growing. Um, I had actually just uh, presented a uh, Monero and privacy-based um presentation so i'm i'm part of the uh, libertarian mises caucus i'm actually a state organizer and so i had presented for our monthly meeting and everyone that i was presenting to seemed very receptive um to not only become a part of the monero community start using it um but how do political parties start using it start investing in it that this is something right up the libertarian uh, viewpoint. So there's no reason for uh, members to not be invested into this. Um, so I don't think it's right around the corner, um, but I do see it growing at a very steady pace. Um, and as, as more people accept it, as more people talk about it, then I just see the adoption growing ultimately. Um, I think there's a need for it right now. Um, and there's definitely going to be more of a need in the future. I mean, we, we start seeing uh, censorship and of course that can happen with other coins. You know, I've, I've seen people's uh, Bitcoin addresses getting blacklisted. I've seen a lot of talk about that recently. And uh, you know, who knows who's looking at uh, any of your ledger, if you have, if you hold anything else. So you don't you don't want to get fired for donating to the truckers well maybe you should have used monero you know so there is definitely a need for it i don't think it's right around the corner but we're heading in the right direction 
Yeah, definitely. Or unfortunately, people are going to, a lot of people are going to learn the hard way. I don't, I don't, you know, they're kind of ignoring the fact that Bitcoin is transparent. They don't really see it as an issue. Uh, and unfortunately, they won't see it as an issue until it becomes a real one in their, in their personal lives. Um, and so that's usually how things end up working. Um, but, you know, what the, what those events end up being that trigger people to, to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to move over to something like Monero. I don't know what the event actually will be, but there are going to be, I, I, I have to assume there's going to be some, some things that take place that, uh, open people's eyes just like we saw you know with the truckers you know like you said canadians aren't really the the first to jump up out of their seats and go protest um <laughs> but when when things you know get that dire uh people are people are going to respond people are going to react we saw people move over what was it from whatsapp to signal uh that was you know a huge moment i think a huge example of people waking up and taking initiative um, and porting over from one network to another at, because of uh, a desire to uh, have more privacy. And, you know, uh, so I think we're going to continue to see um, things like that take place. What do you see as being, you know, the, the disconnect there between those who have these ideals of liberty that think things like privacy are, are really important that, want autonomy from government you know basically all the libertarians the disconnect between them and crypto and monero in general i think there is maybe it's maybe it's a maybe it's a lot less than it was but i've always kind of been surprised by the fact that you know every libertarian isn't out there being like monero 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 like what's the hesitation there you know, I'm I'm not really sure. Um, that that's one thing I've been surprised about too. Is uh, I I don't understand. You know, this this is the the basis of uh, privacy rights, um, and the fact that more people um, aren't pushing it. I I think a, a lot of it is just blatant misunderstanding of what crypto is. Um, I I think there's been a lot of a lot of uh, uncertainty as far as exactly what it is. Um, I, I made a point in my presentation that most people already have the fundamental understanding of how to use it. I mean, scanning QR codes and stuff, most everyone has a bank account and you're becoming your own bank. So you're, you, you already have the fundamental understanding of how it's used you just don't have the understanding of what the bank take takes care of for you behind the scenes. And I, I think that's where a, a lot of people are turned off by it. Um, you know, uh, having to learn their own safety protocols, um, taking care of all of these things. But that's also, once again, libertarianism pushes personal responsibility. Uh, super unimportant, or not unimportant, but super uh, unpopular ideas, you know. Why, why do, uh, why do for yourself when somebody else can do it for you? And it's like, I, I don't know. So as far as why libertarians aren't pushing this, that that's been my question. And that's one thing that I've been trying to do. I try to talk to everyone in my circles. I, uh, definitely introduce it to any conversation without trying to be that annoying guy pushing Monero all the time. 
but yeah, I, I think it's uh, definitely as far as the parties themselves, a, a lot of it is the election financing laws. Um, don't know how to report any of the uh, donations, any of the earnings. This is still pretty new in that aspect. So um, I know there are a lot of uh, individuals that hold it, but as far as the organization getting behind something like this, I, I think that's really where a lot of it is, is just the uh, campaign financing laws and political party financing laws. So I, I don't know. They, they could still push it, though. And uh, hopefully some of the work I do uh, is going to end up changing a lot of that. Awesome, Ed. Yeah, let, let us know and the community know in general if there's anything that can be done to, to help you with your initiatives with kind of getting the, getting the word out more with regards to Monero to the libertarian community. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, one thing I love about the Monero community is it's, it's unlike any other crypto community. Um, you know, I, I do like other coins and stuff, but Monero's always my home because, uh, you know, it, it just seems more like everyone's always willing to help. Everyone's willing to answer a question. And it's a truly diverse group of people, you know, and uh, it seems to be uh, naturally diverse. It's not forced and faked. So that's one thing I really enjoy. Um, also, I, I don't see too many communities pushing building of culture you know, artwork, music, other things like that. And Monero, the, the entire community definitely pushes that. And I, I absolutely love it. Awesome, man. Well, obviously couldn't agree more. Any chance <laughs> we see you down at Monerotopia? Unfortunately, probably not this year. Um, got got a, uh, the Libertarian National Convention coming up in Reno here in, uh, in May, I, I believe. Um, got, got a bunch of things coming up like that, uh, heading out there. Um, any, any events next year though, it's, uh, definitely wide open. So I'll, I'll be trying to make an appearance at pork fest and everything. And so, yeah, not this year, unfortunately. Oh, pork fest. fest. Yeah. I'd love to see yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. We'll be there. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm, so sure, we'll... I'm sure we'll be hanging out. Yeah. Um, any way Monero can get involved in the Libertarian Convention, or is there any like a way to maybe turn that into um, an event for you know kind of getting the word out more about Monero to to these people? Or just... yeah, yeah, there's uh, there's spots for vendor tables, um, oh. and I mean that that would be that would be an incredible event. Um, most anyone who's anyone is going to be there this year. It's 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 a massive year for uh, the party. Um, and what's the date of that? It's, let's see, let me make sure I'm not giving bad dates here. <laughs> it is <laughs> May 26th, 27th, and 28th. Okay. So a lot of people will be showing up uh, May 25th and staying all the way through to uh, the 29th. But that's... Uh, so it's it's going to be that week. Oh, before Memorial Day, the weekend before. Yep. Memorial Day. Okay. 23rd, 24th, 25th, know. And where is that located? Reno, Nevada, the Golden Nugget. Golden Nugget. Yep. You ever want to go to Reno? Is that on your uh <laughs> <laughs> we have like 800 I, trillion how trips awesome is it? <laughs> it's like every other day there. there's a go You're talking to ron paul right everybody's gonna <laughs> yeah be no. yeah it's it's gonna be a big year for sure and uh you know it 
even if uh, this year didn't work out uh, any, any year for the convention, uh, like I said, it, it meshes so well with fundamental beliefs of libertarianism, agorism, anarchism. Um, I mean, what, whatever term you want to use, it, it really does just align with, with the fundamental ideology. So it would be welcomed at I any guess- point. I could see us showing up on the 28th. Is that a, a day where they actually do stuff? Or that's kind of, you said that's like the last day? Yeah, there, there will be some, uh, some stuff going on. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the, the calendar looks like. Um, I've been in a lot of uh, preparation mode. Um, so uh, let's see. Let's see if I can find the, uh, the website here real quick. Do people people buy tickets to this? How how does it work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it it actually is free to attend. Um, so you you don't have to buy a ticket if you want to uh, go to some of the seminars and classes and stuff. If you want to have uh, you know the paid meals and everything, then you you do have to pay for the ticket. But it is free to attend. Uh, anyone, uh, whether you're libertarian or not, are more than welcome to uh, come and hang out. So. Approximately how many people show up? I don't know. This is actually going to be my uh, my first year. Okay. So my, my first uh, national convention. Um, it's, it's usually pretty large, though. Um, let's see. Okay, there's, there's the website. LNC2022.com. Let's oh, yeah. See. Oh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's big year. So, uh, definitely anyone in the area can definitely come and hang out and, uh, ask questions or, uh, just sit and observe, uh, push Monero, you know, Uh, (laughs) I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be trying to do some, uh, um, man on the street and ground stuff over there for my show. And we'll definitely be talking Monero. So. Awesome, man. Yeah, let's coordinate a little bit more. I'm, I mean, I'd be there in a, in a second. It's just we have to see if we can fit into our schedule. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. love, love to do that though. Yeah, let's let's talk about that more. Um, right. you um, want to anything else you want to say in terms of where people can find you, follow you? I know you mentioned it on the outset, but you might now might be a good time to to reiterate. Yeah, to, um, so you can find me rise to liberty.com. Um, you can find me, uh, Probably the two most active places are the Twitter um, or the Telegram group. The Telegram group you can find at risetoliberty.com slash free speech, and it will take you directly to the group. Um, you can find me there, but risetoliberty.com, you can find links to all of the uh, places where you can listen to the show, uh, all of our socials. You, you can find us pretty much anywhere. I've got backups for everything as soon as they start taking taking things down, you know, I'll be able to pop up somewhere else. So they, they being the powers that be have no choice. Uh, I'm here to stay and, uh, we'll be pushing the message of freedom for all. So awesome. Awesome. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, let's continue us. to yeah, let's... coordinate. I really would love to try oh, yeah. to happen. If I, if we can't get over there, maybe somebody else can, I think I could at least pop in for that, that weekend. That weekend. To... It's Memorial day weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course we'll, we'll get something going for sure. So 
I could, I could pick up the Camaro. OMG. And, 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 oh, and, and, all right. Let's move on. Yeah, if you want to stick around, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Uh, if you want to stick around, we're going to move on to the weekly news segment. Yeah, Let's of course. All right. Awesome. Yeah, Let's do this. The Monerotopia weekly news segment is sponsored by IVPN. Use a VPN to help prevent your online activity from becoming a permanent record. IVPN encrypts your data and DNS requests so your ISP or mobile network provider cannot monitor or log your online activity. Purchase an IVPN service today anonymously with Monero. All righty. And we move on to the news segment. Yeah, let's try to make it fast because I think I put a ton of links in there. Yeah, driving down. you did. Um, so I... Not related really directly at all to crypto or Monero, but Spotify is pulling some of Joe Rogan's old episodes. So I think that's just indicative of, you know, what we were kind of just talking about here. Um, you know, we have these companies essentially that control a lot of our uh, information flow. Uh, one of them is Spotify. Uh, and they are they're removing some of Joe Rogan's episodes because they didn't like the the what he was talking about. They didn't like his the questions, they he was his curiosity, uh, false information. Uh, so somehow they are the they're they're the ones that now determine what is fact, what is fiction, what information we should have access to. Uh, and this all uh, kind of relates to Monero in that Monero is built to be a censorship resistant network. Uh, not so much for spreading uh, information um, in terms of you know media, uh, but in terms of value, uh, in terms of the way we we use and spend our money, we want to be able to do that uh, in a way that can't be stopped. So similar to free speech. Uh, so I think it's important. It's just another another example of what's been going on in the world, and it's 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 hard to watch, guys. But these are the types of catalysts that are going to wake the masses up and get them to realize that if they don't take action, if they don't take it upon themselves to start using tools like Monero, they're going to be using, losing a lot of liberty. Um, switching from BCH to Monero. Somebody put out this post. It was quite amazing in detail and how and explained why they're moving from uh, Bitcoin Cash to Monero. Highly recommend people check it out if they haven't seen it already. It's actually just a good resource if you want to teach people about Monero. You send them this post. Uh, we have the Reddit link. They also, I think, posted it on a, on a blog. Um, but it was interesting to read and see uh, how this person found Monero from Bitcoin Cash and why they're moving to Monero. Basically, they just think it's they think it's you know a better form of digital cash. It's it's living up to that uh, ideal of being true a true crypto and encouraging to see that the broader crypto community is finding monero uh bitcoin has become a lifeline for sex workers like this former nurse who made 1.3 million last year just another another example of crypto being used for what we see as the actual purposes of what it's supposed to be used for censorship resistant digital cash they're uh, Bitcoin is the example that they're given. Uh, I think we all know here Monero is the better choice. But once again, people's eyes opening up to this use case of crypto as digital cash, uh, as people are being deplatformed and needing to find other means for 
uh, obtaining value on the internet or, or transferring value on the internet. So using something like Bitcoin, which will probably eventually lead them to Monero. What else we got here? Congress introduces a radical crypto bill to unleash innovation as the price of Bitcoin and Ethereum suddenly soar. Want to scroll down? I don't remember what this one was about. Uh, have suddenly surged. Um, what what was this one about? You has now a bite. Oh, you're sorry. It's like lagging. It's lagging, guys. Sorry. Hold on. You're going to have to scroll down there so I can read it. Bitcoin and Ethereum a bipartisan group of U.S. House of Representatives has reintroduced a bill that would exempt people from paying. Oh, so they want to basically get rid of the, you know, create a way for people to transact de minimis payments. So payments less than $200 uh, wouldn't be a taxable event. You know, that's one of the things that has slowed down the adoption of cryptocurrency for day-to-day use as a currency uh, because of the tax implications. uh, um, And so if this legislation were to pass, people can freely use their Monero or or Bitcoin, whatever it is, in their day-to-day transactions in the U.S. And every transaction wouldn't be considered a sale where they'd have to assess capital gains on where they bought that Monero from where when they sold it if they're just making a small purchase anything less than $200 so that's nice to see a step in the in the in the right direction in terms of uh, adoption um tax exemption for de minimis payments what's the next article Oh, the Bitcoin truckers. We could skip that one. Yeah, we just we just talked about that. But the idea that they were basically the GoFundMe was shut down, and once again, another eye opener to the masses, seeing that you know we need technologies like Bitcoin and Monero so that um, people can continue to uh, transact freely without being stopped by any uh, centralized authorities. Hackers move. What is this? Hackers move 3.5 billion worth of Bitcoin from 2016 Bitfinex hack. So this is interesting. So there's a lot of Bitcoin on the move. 3.5 billion dollars worth from an old Bitfinex hack. Uh, people have been keeping their eyes on these wallets. People can. They're keeping their eyes on all all Bitcoin wallets. Uh, but. They, <laughs> They have their eyes on on this one in particular, and these coins have recently moved. Just showing, you know, another example of you know the downside of transparent ledger. I guess it's nice. Uh, there's some advantages to being able to see it, uh, but uh, you know, though it's showing that you know not all Bitcoin is fungible, right? Uh, so here you are. You can track and trace these transactions. You can see them moving around. Where are these people going to send it? How are they even going to use this three point five billion dollars? Um, I guess there's arguments as to why you wouldn't want it to be usable since it was essentially from a hack. But if you actually believe in the you know value proposition of true digital cash, you're gonna want to you're gonna want all of your crypto that you're using to be fungible so that it flows freely without friction. Uh, some rumors, people saying, "Oh, wouldn't it be cool if this was atomic swapped into Monero?" Who knows? Maybe that maybe that'll happen. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, basic atomic swaps are up and running with Bitcoin to Monero. 
will we see the day? I think we most certainly eventually will see the day where things like that start to happen. I don't know if that if it's right around the corner now that these $3.5 billion of the Bitcoin are moving. But hey, you never know. Uh, an event like that can certainly happen if these people were you know, savvy enough. Maybe they would do that, start swapping into Monero so they can obtain truly fungible digital cash. Someone tries to take out a loan against their Bitcoin holdings to get a mortgage, loses over uh, $300,000. Um, so somebody was looking to get a, get a loan. They needed to show that they own Bitcoin as an asset. So they can, you know, qualify for the loan. But I think what happened was um, that they basically were saying that these bitcoins were tainted. I believe. However, the source of have bought their bitcoin from a private source, and it turned out that the bitcoin had previously come through a cryptocurrency tumbler. Okay, so they saw that the bitcoin had been tumbled. So they saw its transaction history. Maybe they didn't know exactly what the transactions were, but they're able to identify that it was tumbled. Uh, so that's that's an issue. Once again, showing Bitcoin's lack of fungibility because of the fact that you can see all the transaction histories of all Bitcoins. There's always a transaction history attached to a coin. Even if it's jumbled up, you then know that there was an attempt to jumble it up. And therefore, you're going to consider that Bitcoin different than others, as was done here by the banking industry and they flagged it and they weren't essentially this guy wasn't able to you know use his bitcoin to show it as an asset to get out this mortgage so once again an example of why we need a truly fungible currency so there's less friction less friction coin cards uh they've been posting one of these i think like every month uh the amount uh you know how people are using coin cards what what cryptos are being used the most bitcoin is still number one monero continues to creep up it's been in third place it's it's kind of been going back and forth with litecoin but now it's at 20 percent. that's pretty high 20 percent of all coin cards usage uh was with monero um so we're big fans it's a way to use monero in your day-to-day you can anonymously purchase gift cards. You can anonymously purchase an Amazon gift card and use that to, you know, uh, buy whatever it is you normally buy on Amazon. So it's a great way to use Monero every day. And, and it's growing in usage because why not? If you're going to have to use it, if you're going to actually use a crypto for transacting, uh, why not use Monero? It's the best way you're going to get the, the most advantages from Monero. So it's nice to see that organic adoption is happening there with coin cards. Very cool. I think that's it. Wow. We yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay, I guess let's move on to the viewers. Let's move on. Segment. It's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. All right, all right, all right. Sorry, guys, it's been a long show. Normally, we get to this section a little faster, but it's, it's all been good stuff. This is, this is good stuff, guys. Um, I see somebody, Norma. Yeah. Is that who gonna... reached out? Hello, Norma. How are you? Hey, yeah, it is. Hello. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, How are good. you? I'm doing good. Uh, it's my first time actually watching a Monerotopia live stream. Awesome. awesome. How do you like it? How do you? Yeah, how do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really entertaining. Uh, definitely not information you see on the news for sure. 
So I think we came across you on Twitter. You started asking the community questions about Monero. You were intrigued by Monero. Uh, so I said, come on, Monerotopia. Ask all the questions you want. We can answer it. People in the community can answer it. So what's going on? How did you find your way to Monero? Um, I found my way to Monero actually via Bitcoin. Um, I started dabbling in the cryptocurrency space since 2016. And uh, unfortunately, all of the uh, investments that I made were only until in Bitcoin. Um, I was kind of detoured from Monero at first, not because there was something wrong with Monero, but because I truly didn't understand it. And it was not till a year or so that I started getting more curious about privacy coins and understanding the danger of having all your financial transactions out there in the public because now with the power of ai it could be pretty easy to have a like a mega um, mega data of all your transactions get a history pattern of your behavior what stuff you like making advertising companies even more powerful than what they are today and uh all until i understood all, all of those things i started researching more and reading a lot more about monero and uh, funny enough, now I think I actually like it a bit more than what I like Bitcoin. <laughs> that's that's how it happens. <laughs> well, well, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. So like we, say, we like to say here, all roads lead to Monero. So it's uh, seems like you're moving down that path. Were there any kind of triggering events that like kind of really opened your eyes to the potential pan-opticon that Bitcoin can be? What, was there something that, that happened that made you start to think about it in those terms? Yeah, the bigger event were more so the privacy concerns and the freedom of speech violations that I've been noticing going around, especially in Canada, this is where I'm located. And um, I've been working as a, in the crypto industry now for a little bit over a year as a cryptocurrency auditor. And it was, it always caught my attention how there's, certain disclosures that you have to make and stuff so that they don't uh, violate any of the privacy that you have to hold with your clients but it always amazed me how that was even possible you know how we all agreed in the financial world world that that was okay and uh, that event itself is what made me like monero even more because since there's no way to trace back your funds, your account and stuff like that. It truly gave me the notion that this is the truly only privacy coin out there that's not only financially efficient, but also backed by really strong algorithms that uh, you don't see that with all of the other privacy coins that are out there. Awesome. Uh, I love the way you're talking about it right now. Um... I just want to say, anybody else that wants to jump on, now's a good time also to come up on stage uh, to come and chat with all of us. Um, what would you say your hesitations were with regards to Monero? Like, what what was it like? What were kind of the, the humps that you had to get over? What were the, the big questions you had? What were your doubts? Or if you still have them, what are your doubts? Give us a little well, insight. The major one was just related to how the Monero supply worked. Uh, every time I 
heard something about Monero and stuff, there was always that uh, little rock on, on my shoe because it, it didn't have a supply limit. But now that I've been doing a lot more research and stuff, I understand that it's an infinite supply if given an infinite amount of time. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great <laughs> way to put it. I love the way you just cut to the chase on that. That's that you pretty much summed it up right there. Go ahead. Yeah, and uh, that I'm a big fan of uh, seeing the math in place before I make an investment into something, and. Uh, the math and the logic were there with Monero, you know, it's actually going to take a few more years till Monero reaches Bitcoin's current supply, if I'm not mistaken, like three or more years. And uh, the fact that uh, the Bitcoin is actually going to face an issue with how the miners are going to be rewarded, that also gave me a lot more confidence in Monero, knowing that the network is actually going to be a lot more secure given that the miners will not lose their incentive to mine. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think there's less Monero than Bitcoin up until around like 2040, actually. There's, so there'll, there'll be less Monero, total Monero, than total Bitcoin for, for quite some time. We don't pass it for, for a long time. Uh, tail emission is coming up in June of this year. And so at that point is when we'll just start to see a steady, steady release of Monero over time. Uh, so the inflation will essentially trend towards zero as, you know, the the denominator goes up, but the numerator stays the same, essentially. Um, so, yeah, and that's something that, you know, in Bitcoin is very much lost, right? So this meme of 21 million is very easy to convey and it's very easy to get excited about that. Um, saying, Hey, there's only 21 million, you know, it's like, like, it's like Pokemon, you know, like got to catch them all. You know, there's only 21 million. It gets people <laughs> all excited. You know, you can get a piece of that pie. You could own, if you own one, one Bitcoin, you'll, you'll own one out of 21 million. You know, you try to get to 21, then maybe try to get to 200, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's really nice. It's really nice for getting people excited, um, about this idea of, uh, a controlled supply. But what they're not thinking about is the ramifications and the overall design of the system and realizing that that comes with potential uh, shortcomings or pitfalls. And they're not thinking about it as a, the system as a whole and realizing what's sacrificed for those purposes. And like you said, it's the uh, security of the network. And with Bitcoin, that's kind of a big unknown. We don't know what's going to happen when we get closer to the cap. And we transition into miners being secured by transaction fees versus transaction fees plus block reward. Uh, and it's an unknown. And it's what's what I find hypocritical is the fact that the other thing that Bitcoiners always talk about is their number one concern is security, is the security of, of the network and security of the blockchain. Um, but for some reason, they don't care about the security of you know, the future security of the miners. They just seem to think that that's all just going to magically work out. And we've seen people look at it more closely and kind of hypothesize that it may not be as secure as they hope. And it also just leads to this scenario where, you know, transaction fees just need to keep climbing for the network to be secured. So it creates a network that ultimately starts to seize up for purposes of actually transacting value. And that's kind of where the Bitcoin is digital gold meme really came about. 
right? So it's like, well, it's digital gold. So you, we don't even really want to send it around all too much. In fact, who cares if you're going to pay hundreds or maybe even potentially thousands of dollars in transaction fees one day, because you're really not supposed to send this stuff. It's just a store value. Uh, and then there's going to be another layer built on top. And that's where all the transactions are going to take place. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, don't we want to keep that that first layer secure? So uh, really hard to convey all those things to people that are just learning about crypto. It's much easier to say, you know, it has a supply cap, 21 million, you know, try to get some because you'll own a, you'll own a piece of a limited supply. And it's much harder to then talk about all of the innuendo that goes along with that and all of the design decisions that go along with that. So it's nice to see you've made it that far. What do you... Any, any recommendations on how we start to convey those things to the broader crypto community so people can grasp that? So I actually try to do this now for a living, which is just trying to link the new money, which is digital assets and the old money people, which are more traditional, you know, in the sense of how they do finance and their portfolio manager. And I find that, that the most efficient way that I've been able to bridge that gap is by applying the mathematical concepts and algorithms in a much more simpler way. And that's where uh, that's where our work comes into play, you know, where perhaps you need to explain an algorithm in a way that you were explaining an analogy. So the way that I explain how the ledgers work, for example, I just go show them an example of a traditional bank and I try to explain, all right, you see the banks right there, but this is what's happening behind the bank scene after you've deposited your money. I find that's truly the most efficient way to go around those topics since most people, unfortunately, don't or don't care or just feel too intimidated by big concepts, by bigger words, um, especially when they hear the word algorithm, you know, an algorithm could be anything, but just hearing that word kind of makes them scared. And uh, that itself just puts a wall between you and that person. Yeah, it's just gonna it's just gonna take time. These concepts, it's, they're very abstract, and it's not until people start to actually use, try to use it as a currency, that their eyes will open to what its kind of flaws are, what its drawbacks are. Uh, Jacob, Anthony, you guys have anything you wanna you wanna say? You wanna chime in and, and say anything with regards to these topics? Uh, you know, one thing that I I like to conceptualize cryptocurrency as a digital bearer asset. And uh, I kind of, the Butcoin sub kind of helped, they forced me to, to improve some of my own argumentation because they had some good points. They said, well, look, you know, the stuff isn't really currency. No one uses it that way. And well, it's not a store of value when it can drop 50% in, in just a couple of weeks. I said, yeah, you know, maybe there's, there's a point to that. But eventually what I rested on was this concept of a digital bearer asset. Um, a bearer asset is something which uh, you, you own it because you hold it. Uh, and the person that is in possession of it is presumed to be the owner. So cash, gold. Uh, and the thing is, you know, we've had digital assets for a while. Most dollars are digital now. You're, if you hold stocks, you know, that's, that's all held and those records are kept digitally. But crypto is the first time we've had the ability to hold a digital, uh, a digital bearer asset. 
And so this sort of gets around a lot of the criticisms that you'll hear from people. Uh, and it really frames, like, it really captures the reason for why you would want to hold it. It's, it's a geopolitical risk diversification tool. And okay, maybe we still have a lot of work to go before it can really be used as a currency uh, across a broad scale. But, um, but, you know, there is enough scale for us to use it um, as, as this digital bearer asset mechanism. And furthermore, the underlying idea there is so strong that, uh, you know, we see these repeated bubble cycles happen. But ultimately, crypto is still here 12 years later because this concept is so fundamentally good. It's kind of like equities. The stock market, the idea of holding equity in a company is so fundamentally useful that even though the Fed can blow these multiple bubbles <laughs> over the course of decades, the stock market's still here because socially it's, it's just a really good idea. And so that's, that's kind of one way, you know, after I go off the, you know, I usually start with the shared ledger. Well, what is crypto? Yeah, it's just a shared ledger. But then I usually, um, I'll shift into this digital bearer asset idea um, because it really gets around a lot of the criticisms that we've heard. How about, so this, right, great points. So how about what we were talking about in terms of uh, cap, su cap supply versus um, you know, known emission supply. I think that's the real advent, right? So we have this system where you know how much currency exists and how much essentially will be will be printed or issued over time. And that's the real invention there, right? So knowing what the supply schedule will be and knowing that it's guaranteed uh versus also then knowing you know maybe that it's capped do you think it you think the capping is important the fact that you know bitcoin is essentially strictly limited or are or do you think this idea of the, the schedule the supply schedule being known and guaranteed is really where where the value proposition is there anthony if you want uh, to yeah i muted you sorry nope oh. Anthony, hello. Uh, yeah, I think we have decades of history behind us to say that the supply cap isn't like a hard supply cap isn't that big of a deal. We have decades where people have used um, all of the equations for, uh, oh, help me out here, um, you know, for all of the inflation equations that they use uh, to, to do the economic calculation for, okay, well, we expect, you know, the money printing is going to be X percent per year. Uh, and you can still do all those calculations. It's the predictability that you need. And that's why, um, you know, that, that's why the Fed, when they print a whole lot of extra money that people didn't expect, inflation does things people didn't expect, it, it upsets your economic calculation as a business. So whether you have a hard cap or whether you're like Monero, the, the, the important thing is that it's predictable. You know what it's going to be. You can do all of your calculations around that. Um, so, you know, and then there's one more thing I would say. Uh, you know, when I talk to the <laughs> ultra rock hard supply cap uh, maximalists, they say, listen, the difference between a step function which goes to a hard zero in over 100 years and an asymptotic function is so negligible, we're, we're, we're going to be below 0.3% um, by the time that Bitcoin, by the time that Bitcoin finally has as low inflation as Monero in like six to eight years, the inflation is going to already be 0.3%. So that's, that's so negligible for price. That's, that's just not a factor. Right. That's not even, uh, you know, talking about the potential Monero that's that's gets lost along the way. Right. So we're probably breaking even if not, you know, losing Monero. I think that is a point in Monero's in Monero's camp, because, yeah, you, you do ultimately lose um, crypto over time. And it is good to have something to replace that. 
I mean, I, I guess you can just move the decimal point or add some more zeros if you need to, but um, it does seem reasonable to, uh, to be able to replace a little bit of the supply over time. Uh, Norma, is there any, anything else you want to bring up uh, with regards to kind of like big, big questions uh, that you had with regards to Monero, whether or not they still exist? Maybe they've all been answered, uh, but like some of the things that, that really stick out for you. Um, in terms of questions, I think I've uh, read almost every guide out there <laughs> and uh, I kind of answered those questions along the way. But one of the important things that I would like to point out, especially since Anthony brought out the Federal Reserve, is that the easiest way that I actually find to get people into digital assets and cryptocurrencies is simply by painting the picture of our current financial system now. A lot of the people out there are true freedom fighters, but they don't realize that our current financial system is not even free at all. It's not even democratized. Um, even the way the Federal Reserve was set up, with it was set up with such secrecy. Uh, I actually recommend everyone reading the book, The Creature of Jekyll Island. Um, and it kind of gives you a history of how the Federal Reserve uh, came to life. And in in terms of the stock market, most people don't realize too that 80% of the stock market now is controlled by trading algorithms. Um, and funds like BlackRock, for example, they li quite literally have an arm in every single company out there. They have an arm in JP Morgan and an arm in Goldman Sachs. So one of the things that people complain about or their bigger issue with crypto is like, oh, it's actually truly not democratized and stuff. It's controlled by most of the miners. Well, that you can say the same argument for our current financial system, which is actually worse because you don't even hear about those things. You know, they not only control your finances, but they control the media. Most of them control the food companies out there. They control the pharmaceuticals. So it's truly scary, you know, once you paint them the picture of how our current financial system is set up, they start opening more to the idea, all right, maybe we actually do need uh, cryptocurrencies and this new wave in finance that's just starting. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I think we're going to we're going to wrap it up only because we're going pretty long here. We're almost uh, an hour, an hour 40, 40 minutes. minutes. <laughs> Anybody on stage want to bring anything else up before we before we wrap it up? Norma, any any chance you'll be down at Monerotopia, by the way? I muted you. Sorry. There you go. Now you're good. Uh, yeah, I'm actually considering going down to the States. I did have a trip to Houston planned for August, but uh, it never hurts, you know, going down to Miami. Yeah, for a little sunshine. Please yeah, come on down. Please, Please come on down. We'd love to meet you in person. Uh, yeah, guys. Uh, now's the time. If you want to bring uh, state Say anything, anything. Uh, go go for it. This is your so, time. So yeah, I I would like to uh, say a thank you to anyone who is out there actually making uh, infographics. Um, I, I've been able to find quite a few on uh, the Monero Telegram group, uh, Monero Reddit, and it it's really easy to be able to uh, visually show people who might not know Monero or might not understand some of these broader concepts. And so I just wanted to, you know, share a special thank you to anyone out there doing that. 
Uh, also love the uh, Monero subreddit because it's some of the greatest conversations. And it also helps me to be able to spread the idea of uh, a lot of these larger concepts. So keep rocking. Awesome. awesome. Anthony, any, any last words? No, not really. I, I really appreciate what you guys do. Uh, you're, you're just keeping that social torch alive and, and pushing us forward. And I really appreciate that you guys do that work. It's, I know it's, uh, it takes a lot of time and it's not easy. Awesome, man. Awesome. Thank, thank you. For, yeah. Thank you for coming yeah, today. Thank you for coming on. Um, thank you everybody. Uh, body. Thanks for, thanks for coming on and doing the price report. Greatly appreciate that. You did a great job. So please come on again. Um, a fungible can't do it every week. So we'd love for you to come in whenever you can. That'd be amazing. Uh, Jacob, man, thanks for getting the word out. I'm really interested in trying to go to Reno for the libertarian <laughs> convention that sounds amazing yeah yeah we'll we'll work something out get something going yeah norma thank you so much for following up actually coming on yeah, thank and you so much. Uh, really impressed by you as a, as an individual here you're, you're a great communicator so i hope you continue to do more in the monero community as you get more involved uh you're you're really good at, at explaining things so uh, please please get more involved um Thank you guys for having me and thank you everyone too. Uh, I've learned a lot both from Jacob and Anthony. It was really, really nice. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want to share your telegram handle because I don't think we did. Norma, do you have your tele? What's your telegram handle? Oh, I actually don't use telegram, unfortunately. Not telegram, I'd say Twitter. <laughs> my, my Twitter handle, handle would be Madame Bitcoin. C A. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just so everyone knows who awesome. we were yeah, talking to. Um, yeah, so we can get it out there. Um, yeah, thank you guys for joining us. We really appreciate your time. And if you want to jump on, I mean, if you have Telegram, actually, um, our we have our Monerotopia chat group um, about the conference and about everything, about the shows and any questions or whatever. It's a it's a good little group we have growing there. So jump on there. Yeah, please, please do jump in there. We haven't been using it enough, but I'm going to start using it more. I want to start kind of getting it's a little Monero <laughs> circular economy. All these yeah, Monero circular economy going on in that Telegram group. So I'm going to start like uh, talking about that quite a bit. Maybe, you know, you get people there that yeah. start to help each other out with services they offer and things they might be willing to sell for Monero as well. So Definitely. we'll start doing that more in the Telegram group. Yeah. yeah thanks yeah to all our fans and everyone for just you know being patient with us because yeah we are juggling a lot of things um but we're trying to do our very best and we thank you for your patience and understanding when things kind of hit the fan <laughs> and uh your support and love and your donations we really appreciate every single one of them and all our viewers and love we just get a lot of love and support so just wanted to throw that out there because without you there's no us <laughs> um so yeah so again if you haven't bought your tickets yet please go to monerotopia.com to purchase them today see all our awesome uh speakers that we have there and vendors and sponsors and yeah so uh i guess with that we're gonna close off and thank you guys for joining us as usual um we'll see you next time ciao thank, thank you, guys. you guys bye bye guys Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We release new episodes every week. You can find and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to monerotalk.live slash subscribe for a full list of places where you can watch and listen. If you want to interact with us, guests, or other podcast listeners, you can follow us on Twitter. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps people find the show, and we are always happy to read them. So thanks so much, and we look forward to being back next week.